All right, everybody, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Notable Nashville Podcast. Today's guest is Austin Markham. So, Austin, thanks for taking the time to sit down with us today. Yes, thank you. I'm looking forward to it. So I, I always ask this question to kind of get a background of where you're from, because a lot of people living in Nashville are kind of a melting pot of people. Did you grow up here, or where did, where are you from? Where did you grow up at? I did not. Um, I just moved here in January, actually. And so I'm, I'm definitely new to Nashville, new to all things Nashville and Music City. Um, I actually grew up in a small town in Oklahoma called Vanita. Um, it's up in the northeastern part of the state, okay. um, around, around the lake area. So I grew up very normal to just be out swimming in the lake. And so, yeah, I'm from, I'm from there. I was actually raised on a cattle ranch there. My grandpa is a known veterinarian and pastor up there. And so, um, yeah, very different from Nashville for sure. Wow, that's cool. So, are you vegan because you've been around animal animals all your life? Or I, I am not. No, I'm not. Um, it, it definitely can can scare you a little bit. I've seen some horrific stuff <laughs> by his side, but no, I'm not vegan. I I like my red meats. Same here. I I have a best friend that is completely vegan. Won't eat cheese. Won't eat any animal products. And I'm just like, how do you live? Because I love, I don't know everything. I mean, I, my opinion is animals were put on the earth for us to eat. And right. You know, that's the way I view things. But so for Austin, sure. Austin, your, your faith really seems to be a big uh, prominent thing in your music. I wanted to get your backstory of how faith has played a role in your life and what, what brings that into your, into your craft. Yeah, um, I was raised in church. Um, it's actually how I started singing. I, a person, a member in the church, asked me to sing a song with him on stage when I was about seven years old, six or seven. And yeah, that kind of just started my love for music and love for singing specifically. Um, faith has always been, you know, a, a big part of my life growing up. I, I went to church camp. That was a normal thing. I was, like I said, I was raised in church. My grandfather pastors of church, um, in the city I grew up in. And so that was a normal thing for me to, you know, to be surrounded by that, that environment. And, um, at 11 years old, I went to Europe on a missions trip actually. And that really kind of catapulted my love for volunteer work and missions work, um, specifically overseas. And so since then I've been to, um, to, to countless missions trips overseas and, um, we've recently within the last five years done some relief efforts with Puerto Rico since the hurricane. And so, oh, wow. um, I'm sure in the future we'll be working, working side by side with, with, you know, the effects of this current, current weather, um, in Louisiana and other parts of the state or other parts of the nation, excuse me. So yeah, growing up, it was, it was a, a regular, you know, it was regular for me on a Sunday or Monday or Wednesday night to be in church. And, um, I started leading worship around 13 and have been leading leading worship ever since then. I'm 21 today, and so yeah, it's it's been a it's been a cool experience. It's definitely something that has um, cultivated you know my message. I mean, you know, with my music, I I want listeners to take away a little bit of courage each time they listen to my songs. You know, courage to find themselves, to to be themselves, um, courage to walk away from whatever is holding them back, or a specific person, maybe or an environment. Um, and yeah, just courage to, to address, I mean, specifically with my, my recent stuff, you know, courage to, to say they're not okay when they're not okay. Mm -hmm. And 
courage to, you know, to, to make some statements that I, that I made in my music. And so I definitely kept those, kept those things in mind while writing my music. And yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of how that shaped. Yeah. That's a powerful message to portray in, in art and, and just in everyday life. Do you have a home church that you worship in here in Nashville? Yeah. So I, I tend, I tend the belonging company, um, with Alex and Henry Seeley. They're actually from Australia and, um, they brought an amazing team over here. Um, they're just powerful people and love the Lord and love, love the community that they're in, which is something I truly admire. I mean, they, they're consistently and constantly doing community efforts. And that's definitely something that I, that I am looking forward to getting more involved in the community as my time kind of slows down here after making music. But, um, yeah, I, I love the belonging and it's a, it's a church where, you know, it's welcome to everyone and um, all beliefs and demographics. It's a very multi-ethnic, multi-generational, um, multi-denominational church. And so it's cool just seeing kind of the community of Nashville surrounded in corporate worship. Absolutely. I've actually been going to that church on and off for a few years now. And some of the best uh, music worship-wise that I've been to ever. So... I really love really good. all the people they have there. And Danielle, Daniela Mason actually was a guest on one of the notable Nashville episodes a few years ago. So that was, oh, pretty, yeah. that was pretty cool to have her on. Yeah. She's amazing. She's a sweetheart and the girl can sing. Absolutely. She's amazing. So Austin, what's the best part of, you know, you've been here since January. What's the best part of being based in Nashville? Maybe the people that you interact with or, people that you collaborate with in your music or what's the best thing about being here? Well, you know, I set, I set track to move here to start music. I mean, that was my, that was my goal all along. I moved here in January and we started, we started on the project in February, into February. And so, you know, I wasted no time. I think that's been the most fruitful thing. If that's the word since moving here is just being close to, you know, I can throw a rock out my, at my front porch and hit a musician. And so, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's been, it's been cool just being surrounded by that, just immense talent and being close to, to a producer, you know? And so, um, yeah, that's been, that's been the biggest part, best part in my opinion. That's amazing. So you came out with a four song EP actually last yes. month. So very recently. And yes. what was the process of making that EP like, or who else did you work with on it? Yeah, so it was a lot, um, a lot of work. It was my first project, so first, first time really diving into the whole music scene, and it was it was crazy. You know, I I didn't plan lyrically to go as deep as I did, um, as vulnerable as I did, but I I really dug deep into who I am and pulled out some very vulnerable songs. If you've listened to the EP, you know you you see from the first track that it's a song that demands attention and oh, for sure. it's, it, it's, it's a, it's a project that really just shows the depths of me. If, if four songs can do that, it's definitely a project that does. Um, yeah, I worked with Sam Hart is actually my producer. He does a lot of CCM stuff and actually is, he does other stuff as well. He used to actually do hip hop in California and oh, really? does some, yeah, does some soul stuff. He does some country. And so, yeah, he, he does a lot of different things and he's just a well-rounded producer. And 
he's been an immense help. Um, and then I brought in some writers, Abby Malloy and Zach Vaughn, David Dennis, Hope, uh, Hope Dennis. And yeah, it, it's been amazing just working with, working with so, so talented, um, individuals and just the whole process was amazing. You know, I'm a creative person, I'm a photographer. And so, you know, being, being side by side, other creatives really, you know, it creates something within you when you're by those people. And so it was really cool to just kind of watch it all be put together. Um, post project, I've worked with Maria, um, from Evergreen Entertainment, which is a PR firm for independent artists. I met her, oh, a few months back and really just kind of communicated what I wanted to do. And she's just been an immense help with press and just really communicating my message. And um, I would highly, highly recommend her to any independent artist wanting to just share their message. And, and, you know, like I said, she's helped me with press as well, but she's just really been side by side, just a, a listening piece, a strategic piece in my in my project and in my communication and um yeah it's it's been it's been fun a lot of a lot of work i respect anyone who does it i i i'm getting ready to start working on some new stuff next month and i'm just just now rested up from before <laughs> well very cool it sounds like you got a good team around you already uh not being here yes. that long so that's very yes cool. i do but i love that you you know you said you talk about being vulnerable in your songs and you do hear that your pain and your struggle in some of these songs, like not okay was uh, a very, I don't know, emotional song where it's telling people that it's okay to not be okay. And what's the biggest hurdle in your life that kind of has helped you change your perspective on maybe focusing on the bigger picture? You know, I think when we're talking specifically about that song, you know, it is a song about my father. Um, I was I was raised without a father starting at the age of seven to just this year um, having that person back in my life. So I think really the you know for me it, it, the hardest thing has been forgiving someone that you inevitably want to hate and allowing you know allowing forgiveness in that in that story is is one of the hardest things I've done. Um, but you know we don't sometimes get to pick our story. You know I didn't get to. I, the, that wasn't out of something that I have, that I've done or done wrong. You know, mm -hmm. that was, uh, that was just, uh, that was my story and I didn't, you know, I didn't choose it. And, you know, a lot of times in life we don't get to pick the cards, you know, but we do get to pick how to play those cards. And so, you know, that's kind of been my motivation is, you know, I, I didn't get to pick my story, but I also, you know, I have the ability to, to share that with other people. And so that's what I, you know, that's what I do. I, I, I choose, you know, what to do with it and I choose to talk about it. And I think that's been, um, a really cool thing in my life just to see the stories from other people, how they've been touched. You know, if you look at the percentages of how many people grow up without a father or a mother or, you know, just not a typical, you know, white, picket fence and a yellow house, you know, a, a typical American life, you see that it's very common for someone to grow up without a parent in their life. And so it's just been cool sharing my story and just receiving the DMs and messages and phone calls about how that specific song has touched them. And, and they, they may have not even been 
talking about a person, you know, they, they may have been talking just about a difficult time in their life. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just the cool thing about music is it pulls out, you know, from the very beginning, um, when I spoke to Sam off of a Zoom call, what was supposed to be a 30 minute consultation ended up being an hour and a half conversation. And, you know, what we, what I kept coming back to is I came back to intentionality from the very beginning. I came back to, you know, resonance. I want this, I want these, these songs to resonate. And, and we did that, you know, we, we successfully did that. And so I think that's the cool thing about music is it gets to pull out emotion from any aspect of your life. And, you know, when you listen to a song and it touches you, you don't know why it touches you. It just does. And so that's been really cool with specifically that song. Absolutely. That's, that's pretty powerful. And I wanted to ask you, you know, through your life, how did you find forgiveness for your father or when did that come about in your, in your, maybe your adult life or your childhood? When did you kind of look past it and, and seek that deeper forgiveness for your father? Yeah. I mean, I'm a, I'm a communicator. And so, you know, I, I've talked about this over and over to my mom and to my therapist. I'm a big believer in therapy. Um, and I've been in therapy since I was seven, eight years old. And I think I just came to the realization through communicating with others that not forgiving him does nothing for me. And, you know, seeking hurt on him or whatever those feelings, you know, that doesn't benefit me in any way. And so really forgiveness is for you. Forgiveness really isn't for the other person. Forgiveness mm-hmm. is for you so that you can move forward. And that's just been a powerful thing. It's a firm, solid belief in me that forgiveness is for you, not always for the other person. And so, you know, for me, it was one of those instances where I needed to forgive him to move forward in my life. And, and I just decided to do it. You know, I decided to, to forgive him and walk forward and allow, allow there to be some reconciliation. And yeah, it was not an easy thing. It definitely took it took 14 years to, to reach that point. But, you know, I started the new journey coming to Nashville and that was not too, too long after when I, when I went, actually went, went and visited him. And, um, yeah, so I I think it's important to forgive those that have hurt us. You know, we don't have to be friends with that person. We don't have to sometimes allow them back into our life necessarily like this instance, but we have to forgive for us so mm-hmm. that we can move forward and relinquish their control over your life. Mm, that's, that's big. And obviously you were the bigger person. And sometimes people go about their lives and never have that clarity to, to come to a place where you're at right now. And I think it's so important that, uh, you know, I'm also reading this book called The Four Agreements. And one of the agreements is don't take, it, take anything personal. So don't take anything that anybody does to you personal. It's not about you. Right. It's about them. And to be the bigger right. person, to seek forgiveness for yourself, if not anybody else, that's that's pretty big. And I think you tie I think you tie the EP together pretty nicely with the last track, Gonna Be Alright. It seems like an anthem of hope and you seem like you really have an optimistic attitude about life and where do you where do you seek or how do you, how do you stay positive? Is it your faith or other, other friendships or how do you kind of stay a positive person? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm an Enneagram eight. And so inevitably I come back to being 
a realist. I come back to being, you know, the person that tells it straight. And sometimes that does lead to some negativity in my life. But I think for me, you know, the biggest factor in my life to stay positive is really to find peace in today, to find peace in the moments that we're living in today. You know, a lot of times when I'm negative or stressed or anxious, whatever, whatever it is for you, you know, for me, it's usually stress and anxiety. I'm not thinking about today. I'm thinking about tomorrow. And so if we can eliminate some of those issues by just focusing on today, I found that, you know, that kind of alleviates some of the hopelessness in, Mm. in my spirit. And I'm able to, to focus on today. I'm, I'm able to focus truly on the gift of today. And I think that's really a perspective you have to cultivate. It's not an easy one, but really I, I think it comes down to cultivating that, you know, that today is a gift. And if you, if you spend today stressing about tomorrow, you really never, you never see today. You just stress about tomorrow. You never get to and enjoy so, it. Exactly. And so I think that's really been one of the main things. My faith is a, is a big part of it. You know, it, it is worship music, feeds my soul. It's not, it's not something that I necessarily sometimes want to go into, um, personally, as far as producing worship music, I love it. Um, but it's something that really feeds, you know, it it keeps my head up. And I think that's really what I wanted to do with going to be all right. I wanted a song that pointed people to look up and really just to, 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 to stay up, stay in that posture, if, if that's the right word, mm-hmm. to stay in that place of knowing that there will be better days. You know, there will be better days that you can have hope today. And, and you know, just like the, the line in the song, you, know, you have the right to rest. I think that's a big thing, especially in today's culture with, with mental health becoming you know, a, it's not a new thing, but it's definitely something within the last 10 years that's been, you know, broadcasted and, and shown to maybe people that were unaware of it or, or maybe chose to, to not be aware of it. But, you know, with mental health, you know, we have to, to keep, we ha- we have to, to keep faith and you have to have something at the, at the end of the day, you have to have something that gets your feet on the floor. Uh, you know, when I, when I counsel people, when I mentor people and I, and I find that they're hopeless or depressed, whatever, they're anxious, usually those two hopeless and depressed, it's, it's something is not getting them out of bed in the morning. And so you have to find your purpose, find your, find your identity, find why you're here. You know, science can show us all day long, um, how something got here, but you have to figure out why you're here. Science cannot tell you that. Someone else cannot tell you why you're here. You have to find out for yourself why you're placed on this earth. And I think that's the biggest thing people are missing in their life is finding their purpose. You know, in my opinion, how I live my life, I can't just go do anything and and it benefit other people. I'm supposed to do what I'm called to do, what I was put on this earth to do. And for me, that's praying to the God I believe in, figuring out through my faith, why I was, why I was put here. Some people have other ways to do it. Just find out why you're here on this earth. And it is when you walk in that why, walk in that purpose that you, in my opinion, that you can only benefit those around you. Absolutely. 
I think so many of us struggle to find that. And I think that's where on earth, why we're on earth to find our purpose and yeah. to, to live it each day. And I think that, yes, you know, like you, like you stated earlier, you find your craft in photography and helping other people through that. And how did yes. you, how did you get into that field? When did you start uh, doing photography? I started taking pictures Oh, probably about 11. My mom got me this $99 Nikon Coolpix camera that played a little chime when you turned it on. <laughs> it was so it was so weird. Um, but it was something to get me out of the house. And I don't know. I just started taking pictures of random stuff. You know, being raised in Oklahoma, we have literally everything. You know, we have water. We have land. We have desert. You know, it's all terrains. And we had a lot of w- bad winters. And so I would love to go out when it was snowing and take pictures of whatever, you know, horses with snow on their back or lakes frozen over. And so I really found a passion really just in my childhood early on around 11 years old. And then my junior year of high school, I got the opportunity to go to Yellowstone national park and shoot with national geographic. Oh, wow. And that was really, that was really the shifting point. That was, Oh my gosh, it was amazing. It was 14 days with, other National Geographic photographers and it was only students and I was the only one selected out of Oklahoma and the rest of, of the students were really from the Eastern, East and West coast. And I mean, I'm, I'm not so many people I have, I have people that I still talk to from that trip years ago. And that was really the shifting point of really learning, diving into the, the technical side of photography and not just the artistic side. And I'm a wedding photographer now and I shoot, everything that's in front of me. I just actually was shooting a musician, a fiddlist actually last night downtown. And yeah, so it's just something today. It's definitely something that, you know, helps pays the bills, but it's always been a joy of mine. It's always been a love of mine. I love taking wedding pictures. I love engagement sessions. I'm editing up some pictures from my, uh, my mom's a principal and she always has me come do their school pictures, which is, a lot. Um, <laughs> it's <laughs> a lot. Imagine. Talk about mental health. It's yeah. it's a it's a lot, but it definitely comes with comes with some some good paychecks, and so yeah. it's 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 been fun. Um, taking pictures is is a lot of work, but it, it, I love handing over you know those pictures that make someone light up, and just yeah. getting to capture a memory and going back to why I do anything in life, and that's really just telling a story and helping other people. And that's what it, that's what it does for me. Well, it's so great to be able to do something that you love too, because so many of us don't get to wake up and do something that we love. And I think that right. that's what probably yeah. contributes a little bit to the depression, anxiety that, you know, a lot of people are experiencing yes. even through this COVID and yes. pandemic we have going on. But um, absolutely. So I wanted to ask you as far as your music goes, if you were to yeah. choose an opening act or you could be the opening act for some great artists. Who would you choose to go out on tour with? Oh my gosh. Um, I love, I love everything. That's the thing is I literally listen to everything. Um, you know, I love, um, Leela James is a new artist. I just started listening to her and she's like, I would consider her soul. And, Giveon, I love him. I don't know if that's even how you say his name. I, I think that's how you I say his name. I think it is, yeah. I've got one of his records. I love him as well. 
I love him. I love Khalid, Justin Bieber, Tori Kelly. You know, did you watch? New artist. Oh, sorry to cut you off, but I wanted to ask: Did you watch the Freedom Ex- the Freedom Experience that they have on YouTube? So I did not watch all of it, but I did watch some of it, and I loved it. I loved every single bit of it. Justin's, aside from the whole message and just his goal and what he what he did that really no other artist has done teaming up with other artists that aren't even in his genre, but Justin's vocals, like, can we just talk a minute for that? His vocals were the best I've ever heard him at that, at that concert. I said the same thing. The best I've ever. I said the same thing when I, to one of my friends, I was like, I think this is the the best I've ever heard him perform before. It's so good. And and to perform live. Yes. It was freaking phenomenal. Yes, I love it. So, and I and I love Justin Bieber. I would, I would love to work with him. My my publicist does some work for him, and I'm just consistently telling her like, hey, I need to get his number because I just I just need to meet him. He doesn't need to give me anything. I just want to meet the man. <laughs> he's he's amazing. So yeah, I would love to, to open for any of those. A new artist I've been listening to is his name is Samo, and it's spelled S A M O H T. And he's also R&B, soul, kind of a little pop. Um, but he's amazing. Oh, my gosh. He's so amazing. If you haven't heard of him, you need to go look him up. He has a song called I'm Not God that is amazing. He has a song called Be Okay that's super good as well. But have, he's definitely amazing. I have not heard of him. I'll look him up. What? How do you spell it? S- yes. S-I-M-O-H-T? S-A-M-O-H-T. S-A-M-O-H-T. Okay. Looking that up after yes. I get off the phone with you. He, he is he is amazing. That's that's cool. I'm always looking for new music. So, well, Austin, you're 21 years old. What's one piece of advice you would give your younger self, a teenage self, or maybe something you've learned along the way in your career that you would maybe give your younger self some advice? You know, specifically because we're talking about music, and that's kind of what I want to come back to. You know. One of the the things, and I mentioned this in my Authority Magazine interview, but it's okay to not sound like the trap. You know, I, I do covers a lot. I love covers. I love making a song your own. I think that's an art in itself. I think cover bands get a bad rap sometimes, but taking someone's song and making it your own is an art. And as a as a someone who has my music out produced, I want other people to do that. You know, I, I had a friend that called me and he was like, hey, I really want to do an acoustic version of Look At Me Now. And I was like, do it. Literally do it. I'll help you. Like, let's do it. I want I don't want my art to just stop with me. That's not even why you make art. You know, yeah. you want it to keep going. So I think that's that's one of the, the advice, some advice I would have to anyone that's trying to do music, whether young or old, new, old, whatever, to the industry is it's OK to not sound like someone else, you know. As a vocalist, I, I get so mad sometimes if I can't, you know, execute the run perfectly or hit the note or whatever it is. And, you know, get out of your head. You know, that's that's definitely a piece of advice that I need often, not just to my younger self, but often, you know, get out of your head, let loose, have some fun. I just I just got um, finished with dance lessons earlier today. And it was my first day. I haven't danced since January and I've never actually been in a formal class. But I started hip-hop dance classes, and let me tell you, getting out of my element and getting out of my head, it, that's definitely how. I, I, my, when I tell you my head was soaking wet, I, it was, it was one of the, 
one of the hardest things I've ever done aside from, aside from making music, I'm telling you those dancers, I give them, I give them all the credit. I don't know how, how JLo did it at halftime, <laughs> but, um, so are you going to yes. incorporate that at your live shows? Like as far as dancing and having choreography? I want to, you know, I love just art in general. You know, I've, I've talked about that a little bit, you know, I'm, I'm such a visual person and getting to express an art is such a responsibility. You know, it's, it's such a responsibility. And I don't think we, we often look at it like that. You know, we often look at it as, you know, Oh, Hey, I'm good at this. And sometimes we kind of refuse the responsibility that comes with it, but Mm -hmm. You know, it is a responsibility. And so for me, you know, with dance, I I would love to not only help me let loose while I'm on stage or, you know, singing, whatever it is, but I want to allow other people to have some fun, let other people let loose, you know, let let other people express themselves with the movement of their body and, and just being able to feel music. And that's, that's, it's such a cool feeling to be able to feel the counts, feel the music, feel the feel the energy in the, in the song. And, you know, as not only a musician, but just as a human and as humans, we all, we all feel music, Mm -hmm. music. There's nothing like music on this earth. There's nothing that evokes as much emotion as music does. And so I think, I think dance is just another layer of that emotion. And it's, it's something just, I wanted to push myself this year from, from early on January, I, I made it one of my goals is to work on, work on dancing this year. And so, yeah, I'm excited. I, I started with a, a personal trainer for hip hop dance and I am very scared, but it's, it's the year to be vulnerable and do something that I'm scared to do. And so we're, we're just going to dive right in. For sure. That's awesome. Well, Austin, I want to thank you for taking the time to chat with me today. I do want to end this with one of your tracks. I think the first thing you'll yeah. put, you put out, Look At Me Now. And yes. I want to get maybe a little bit of backstory behind this song before I play it, if you if you would. Yeah, um, this was obviously, like you said, the first song we, we put out. And, you know, this song was really... And, and some people maybe wouldn't believe me when I say this, but this song was really put out for other people. You know, I wrote this song from the perspective of the person singing it, you know, not necessarily just my perspective, but how other people would sing this. You know, I, t- I took that into account. I was very intentional with that when we were writing, you know, I wanted this song to be an anthem for someone that maybe has lost someone or, lost something and really needed that push to reflect on the things that they've lost on, to reflect on the people that have walked out on them, to reflect whatever it is, to reflect on it and to really say, look at me now, you know, to really boldly say, look at me now and look how far I've come. Look how, you know, look how, how far I'm, I'm going into the future, you know, but really to say, look how far I've come from, from where I was and really just getting people excited on, on where they're going. And, you know, it was, it was kind of a bold, a bold song to start out with, but I really wanted that. I wanted a bold start. I wanted, I wanted to really hit the ground running and, and say, look at me now. And I hope that, I hope other people get to say that. And I hope, you know, I hope it gives some people some courage to really reflect on their life and, and have some fun and, and, and to know that you're probably doing better than you think you are. 
Absolutely. We, we all need to be bolder in 2021. Don't you think? Yes, we do. 100%. All right. Well, without further ado, here is Look at Me Now by Austin Markham. And thanks again for listening. And we'll see you around soon. Look at me now 